One thing that prevents us from making progress or moving through our day with confidence is our tendency to mistake thoughts for facts. We often let thoughts that have no basis in fact stay top of mind for us all day long. And not only that, we often end up accepting these thoughts as true. So in this episode, I want to talk through how you can catch yourself mistaking thoughts for facts. And I'll give you a simple way you can flip those thoughts to action steps that will help you move forward throughout your day with confidence. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Workday Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Amoroso. Every workday, we encounter dozens of situations that we have to navigate in order to have a successful and productive workday. And the way you choose to think through those situations helps shape not only the kind of day you have, but the trajectory of your career. This podcast is all about helping you to navigate those situations, show up at your best, and be happier at work. When it comes to navigating the thoughts that we have, one of the things that trips us up over and over is our inability to distinguish between thoughts and facts. We have a tendency to let thoughts that have no basis in facts stay top of mind for us all day long. And not only that, we often end up accepting these thoughts which have no basis in fact as true. Our brain is really good at bombarding us with thoughts that we turn into stories about who we are. And our brain does that in an effort to keep us safe and secure and to keep us from taking risks or from sticking out too much. And what happens is we become so good at telling ourselves stories about what other people are thinking and about our own inabilities and our own limitations that at some point we completely lose sight of the difference between what's a fact and what are simply thoughts. And if you look closely, I think you'll see that most of the things that you're thinking about during the day fall into one of two categories. The first category is thoughts about the past. So we spend a good chunk of our day thinking about past experiences and things that have already happened. And we're very good at replaying something that happened in the past and letting those memories of past experiences dominate our present thoughts. The second category is thoughts about the future. We constantly are looking ahead and anticipating something that's going to happen in the future. And in doing that, we make a bunch of projections and we tell ourselves a story about how it's going to turn out. So here's an example. Think about a time when you decided to start working on something new. So maybe an idea for a project you have or a new opportunity that you wanna pursue. And right at the point when you sit down and are about to get to work, you find yourself thinking not about the work itself, but about some point of anxiety or stress or uncertainty that's related to the work. So for example, you might have thoughts that surface that originate from something in the past. Like, you know, there was that one time I tried something like this and it didn't go so well. Or there was that one time that person commented on my work and it made me feel inadequate. Or there was that one time it took me forever to get started because I couldn't make a decision on what to do first and I ended up just abandoning that project or that opportunity altogether. Or you might have thoughts that are rooted in the future, like what if I do this the wrong way? Or what if the people who see me doing this don't like it or disagree with it or don't understand it, what will they think? Or what if I flat out fail at this altogether? And at these moments where we're looking backward and forward, we start to play out a highlight reel, a highlight reel of 
all the ways that the things we want to do or are working on could go wrong. And I say a highlight reel because it literally is like a projection of a movie. And we cast the characters, we set the plot, we write the script, and we can see it so clearly and it feels so lifelike and so real that it ends up stirring up emotions and feelings inside of us. And as we're creating this projection of the future and as we're living it out in our mind, at the same time, we're using memories from our past to reinforce those future thoughts. In other words, we take our memory of a previous experience and we use it to justify and back up the future projection, almost as if it was evidence that what we've just imagined about our future is actually going to happen beyond a doubt. So effectively what we're doing is using a memory of a past experience to legitimize a future reality that we've imagined, but that hasn't even happened yet. And I would put the word memories in quotation marks because oftentimes we actually misremember or have made up stories that are inconsistent with what actually happened in the past. So let me give you an example from my life that's happened to me in, in the recent past. So a few months ago, I sat down to create a presentation to an organization that I had never presented to before. So this is my first time presenting to them. And I started working on the presentation and digging into the details, and pretty soon I started to feel a sense of anxiousness around it. And I started to wonder, is this the kind of content I should be including in this presentation? What if this won't land with the group that I'm presenting to? What if this is too basic for them? What if my ideas on this actually aren't as great as I think they are? And so when I did this, I started to form a mental picture of reactions from the attendees after they had seen my presentation. And I could literally see people shaking their heads and saying, hmm, you know, this wasn't that great. <laughs> or I saw myself stumbling over one of the slides. Or I envisioned a, a malfunction with the PowerPoint. And I pictured myself not being able to answer a question that someone posed. And then I imagined getting negative reviews afterward. And then I imagined myself never being invited back again to present to this group. And then I envisioned the people who invited me feeling embarrassed and having to field all these questions from their membership about why they invited some hack to present to them in the first place. And then I envisioned the person who hired me telling a bunch of other people who could potentially hire me that my stuff wasn't that good. And like I mentioned earlier, then what I started to do as I'm envisioning this future reality was justify and support this future version of events with things from my past. So I basically treated my memory of past events as a confirmation and evidence that what I just played out in my mind is actually going to happen in the future. So I started to think about that one person who told me on a review a couple of months ago that they thought my presentation didn't have enough takeaways, actionable takeaways. Or that one time when I fumbled over my words and I felt embarrassed. Or the times when I submitted a proposal and it got rejected. And even though these were random occurrences, my brain was more than happy to use them to legitimize a story I just made up about something that hasn't even happened yet. And before I even realized that my brain has taken me down this path, I spent 10 minutes watching a highlight reel of a future me failing at something that hasn't even 
begun yet. Think for a moment about a time when this happened to you. So can you relate to this? Can you pick out a time when you went down this rabbit hole and did this to yourself, basically playing out a future scenario where everything turns out terribly, or the client you want to sign says no, or you don't get picked for the new opportunity, or your boss is disappointed in you, or your application gets rejected, or a new venture that you want to start fails? I bet that everyone listening probably has a bunch of examples that immediately come to mind of when we do this. And guess what? This mini cycle that I just explained happens all day long. We play out these future scenarios all day long with differing degrees of intensity, and most of the time we don't even know we're doing it, and we don't have the awareness to catch ourselves doing it. And the result of this is incredibly destructive because we end up talking ourselves out of opportunities. We avoid making changes to our workday or our career that we feel like we need to make or should make. Or we hold back our true intentions and we don't pursue our desires because we're afraid. So what's at the root of this? Well, I think if you look closely here at what's going on and you really analyze the nature of the thoughts that you're having, what we see is is that what we're actually doing is mistaking thoughts for facts. Our brain is so skilled at storytelling and at trying to keep us safe that it tricks us into thinking that the projection about the future that we've just seen and played out in our mind and that felt so real is actually based in fact. But even though it felt real and we use memories of past experiences to justify and confirm the realness of it. When we look closely, we realize that there's usually little, if any, actual facts to confirm those beliefs. What we just saw was a projection of a future scenario that was not based in fact. And what we did was we created a story that used past experiences to fill in the the details around that story. But those are thoughts that we're having. They are not facts. The vision that we're having about us messing up or fumbling the project or losing the client or failing at a new career or a new venture, those are all thoughts. They are not facts. So I want to give you something actionable here that you can use to start to address this in a constructive way. And here's what I want you to do. The next time you encounter a stressful situation or you catch yourself having anxiety about your ability to perform or deliver on a project, or the next time you want to take on a new uh, responsibility and you're having some hesitancy around it, here's what I want you to do, and there's four steps here. Step one is I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down every single phrase or belief that's coming to mind for you that's related to this topic. So they could be phrases like, I'm going to embarrass myself, my client will be disappointed in me, I don't have the ability to do this, I'm not going to deliver work that meets expectations. I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to get clients for the new business that I want to start. So write down those those thoughts and just get them all down on paper. Step two, I want you to go line by line and ask yourself, is this a thought or is this a fact? What evidence do you have to back up this statement? And I want you, as you're going through, just to write a a T or an F by each one of those. Is it a thought or is it a fact? 
And I want you to be really hyper vigilant about what you call a fact. A fact is something that you can prove to be true. It's not a suspicion you have. It's not an inference you've drawn. It's not reading between the lines. It's not you using an example of one situation to project what could or might happen in another situation. It's none of that. You actually must have real evidence or proof that you can point to. And what I think you'll find as you go through this exercise is the overwhelming majority, if not every single thing you write down, is really a thought or an assumption that you're making that has very little, if any, basis in fact. Now, step three is when you come across a belief where after you examine it further, you realize that it doesn't have any basis in fact, and it's actually a thought, I want you to write down next to that thought a few facts that support the opposite of that thought. So in other words, examples based in fact that you can point to that support the opposite of that thought. So going back to my presentation example, when I started having a thought that no one was going to like my presentation, I eventually, after 10 minutes of telling myself a story about something that hadn't even happened yet, I identified that as a thought because I could find zero factual support for that future version of events. And in fact, when I thought about it, I actually had lots of examples that confirmed the opposite. So at that point, I had given you know, well over 150 presentations over uh, my career. So I'm pretty well uh, practiced at, at that. I'm an adjunct professor at a couple of law schools. So I'm presenting all the time and feel pretty good about adjusting on my feet. I regularly get uh, good feedback about the presentations that I give. And I definitely do make mistakes when I'm presenting. But when I look back at my experience, I rarely make the kind of big glaring mistakes that I envisioned when I was projecting into the future. And even when I have made those kinds of mistakes, I've learned to just make a joke of it and move on. And, and that's that. I've never fallen off stage <laughs> or run away or, or something nearly as embarrassing as the things my brain was telling me I was going to do. Those were the facts. So th that was the truth about this particular scenario. So then in step four, this is a way to really address beliefs or things from the past that you want to change. So if you do come across something that you want to change, a thought that you want to change, then what you do is ask this question, what's within my control? In other words, what actions can I take to address this? So in my example, let's say I just gave this same presentation a week ago and it didn't go the way that I wanted to. Maybe I got some feedback I didn't like, or I didn't show up at my best when I was presenting. And so as I'm preparing for my next presentation, I find myself using that past experience to project how I'll do in the future. So what I do is I ask what's within my control. And when I ask that, I realize there are plenty of things within my control that can alter my belief about how it'll turn out in the future. I can start by asking a couple of people I know for some feedback. I can change the material. I can practice for a few hours more before I give it again. I can take a one-hour course on Coursera or Udemy on how to get better at presenting. There's an endless list of things that I can do. And by doing this, what I do is move myself from being a passive participant and being controlled by my thoughts to someone who's being an active participant in shaping what happens next. 
So all you can ever do is focus on what's within your, your control and what you can influence, right? The things that you have the ability to influence. And when we actually step outside of our future thoughts and focus on actions, we realize that we have so much more power to shape and influence the direction of where we want things to go in the future than we think that we do. So I invite you to take some time in the next few days to really pay attention to what you're thinking and start to notice how often you're mistaking a thought for a fact and how much that is impacting your beliefs and preventing you from taking action and working and living confidently. So walk yourself through the process I just outlined and that will help you not only catch yourself doing this in the moment, it will also give you a foundation to start to remap the way that you think about yourself throughout the day. Go have a great work day. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Workday Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you could head over to whatever service you're using to tune in and give us a five-star review. The Workday Mindset Podcast is a collaboration with Populous Radio. Check out their other shows at populousradio.com. Thanks for tuning in and go get them.